0: Hey, welcome to our Grace Free Church Christmas special. We're so glad that you've jumped on here, whether you're watching this Christmas Eve or throughout the day Christmas. Uh, It's just our hope is that this service fills you with a little more hope. We're going to have some really encouraging music and a message from God's Word for you that I hope encourages your heart and gives you strength. And I know things are different this Christmas season, but they can still be amazing. They can be still filled with hope, and we can still look with anticipation to what God is going to do in our hearts and in our, in our world. So thanks for joining us. I really hope you enjoy this service. I hope that worship warmed your heart. It's so good to sing some Christmas songs together. I hope you were singing them in your living room or wherever you're watching this online. Thanks so much for being a part of this online special. I want to jump into a message right now from God's Word. I believe He's got something for all of us this Christmas season. I know it's been a trying time for everybody, but God is still good. And this message now more than ever Land so hard on our hearts with a ton of hope and with a ton of peace and all the things we really need this Christmas season. So would you pray with me and we'll just get started? God, we're so thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for that baby in a manger. We're thankful for what it means and we become too familiar with it. I know there's times where I come too familiar with this story we're celebrating tonight. And I need you We need you to shake some of that loose from us so that we can see the real meaning of this moment in the bigger story, so that our story can be part of a greater story. We ask you to just do your thing, no matter where we're watching this, no matter how we're participating, no matter what life looks like, do your thing in us right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Some moments, some moments you can't really understand until you see the bigger picture. Because if you don't see the bigger picture, you can, you can lose the meaning of a moment. But what you have to do to really understand any moment is you have to understand the context. If you don't understand the context, if you don't have an idea of the bigger picture, you can lose the meaning. And your purpose. We know this, right? Because Christmas time, some of you, you if we caught you at a bad moment, but we didn't have the context, we'd think, man, they were rolling up in here to this service. They were showing up online in a in a mess. Their life must be just completely trashed right now. They can't get themselves together. But maybe it was just a bad moment. Maybe you just had a bad moment, and maybe if we had a bigger picture, if we caught the context of your whole life, we'd see that your life isn't that bad, that maybe there's some blessings hidden behind the bad moment, that maybe God's been doing something in your life. It's not that bad. It was just a bad moment. The same way, right, if you catch a good moment. You can catch a good moment and everything looks great, right? Like an Instagram story just posted up there for the world to see. Look at these nice, warm Christmas cookies and this wonderful, smiling Christmas family. It's just a moment. It's a good moment. But if we caught the context of what was really going on, if we could see the whole story, the big picture of what's happening in your life up until that moment, we get a different story. It says, It's a story that says, man, maybe things aren't as good as they appear. Maybe the Instagram story doesn't capture all of the conflict and turmoil you've been wrestling with. Maybe the smile on your face, it just doesn't capture the anxiety you've been holding tightly to in your heart. You can capture a moment. And a moment will give you a small glimpse into somebody's life for a brief period of time. But to really get the whole picture and to find your meaning and purpose again, to really understand your story in its totality, you have to get the bigger picture. You have to understand the context of your life. It's the same way with Christmas. I'm a romanticist like Michael Scott from The Office. Like maybe you're like, some of you, you're like Dwight Schrute, right? Like romanticists, we try to make everything some kind of big inspirational moment. I want all of my life to be some big inspirational moment. Like we all get teared up, right? And Like cry a little bit and we need some tissues and everybody's like, why? They're so sensitive. I like to romanticize everything. It's why baseball's my favorite sport. It's why Michael Scott makes sense to me. It's why we all do that. We 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 try to create the context ourselves. So I romanticize things. I try to create the story. I want to make it bigger than it is. Some of you, you're like Dwight Schrute, right? Maybe you're not a romanticist, but maybe you're different. Maybe you're like Dwight Schrute from the Office. You just want to you just want to like be, get down to the facts and do the practical things and forget how it impacts everybody else. You just want control of the situation and power. And so you try to create your own context others of you are more subtle like Jim Halper you play it slow and easy and then some of you you're just Toby's and I don't know how to help you right now the the point is we try to create our own context when we realize that we're slipping on the meaning and the purpose when we're losing sight of what's really going on around us we try to take those good moments and then we try to manufacture the rest of the story And what we find is it really doesn't give us meaning or purpose. What it gives us is exhaustion. We get tired and worn out. There's only so much effort we can put into manufacturing our story, to creating our own context. Because we realize not everybody else is playing the same game with the same rules. We work so hard to build our context and then somebody disappoints us. Or lets us down. And there we are, back at square one. Moments, little moment to moment. Trying to get from one good moment to the next good moment. All the while becoming tired and exhausted and losing our purpose and our meaning. Because we're just seeing the moments. And we're trying to manufacture our story. And we're missing the biggest story. You see, we lose so much. When we lose the big story and the full context of our lives, Christmas is like that. It's a story we just take as a moment. We treat it as this beautiful moment that lasts a month, right? It's more than just a day. Lasts a month. We go get our Christmas trees. We put up the lights. We decorate. Woohoo! We get those big blow up things. We stick them in our yard to annoy all of our neighbors. Yeah, come on. Somebody's like typing "Amen" in the comments section right now. You know. <laughs> We take a moment and we treat it like a month, but but it's really just a moment. It's, It's just a moment in time, and we miss the bigger story. And when you miss the bigger story of Christmas, because it's too familiar with you, because it's too casual, because it's just part of what we do, when you miss the bigger moment, you miss its meaning. And what you would find is if you caught the whole context of Christmas, it gives you meaning even when you can't find it yourself. It rewrites the context of your story. Your story folds into the big story of who God is, of his friendship with humanity, of what he wants to do with us, of his love for us. When you find the bigger picture, the context of Christmas, you find your meaning and purpose, and it's one that can't be taken away by disappointment or frustration or hurt. Joseph, or, uh, in 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 my favorite recording of this is found in Luke chapter two. This is my favorite part of the Christmas story. It's my favorite because I this is the part I can like associate with the most. I'm just gonna read it for you. I hope you got I hope you got your people gathered around. We're gonna do some Christmas reading right now I want to read you the Christmas story it says this so so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem the town of David because he belonged to the house and the line of David he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child while they were there The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. It's a beautiful story. Don't treat it like a moment. Because when you really start to see what's happening in this story, the context, the context of this moment. What, what's really happening in the bigger story? Well, it's just, it's no wonder when they all heard it, they were amazed. Because they hadn't lost it in the clutter of Christmas. This was a new story for them. It was fresh. This was something that they had never heard before. They hadn't experienced it before. This was something they had never read about before. This was a fresh story, uncluttered with all of the trappings we throw at Christmas, uncluttered with the busy schedules. And it was a story of good news, of great joy for all people. And somebody's watching this thinking, yeah, right. Good news? It's been a long time since you really felt some good news. Great joy? I don't even know what that is anymore. Seems like I'm just trying to survive from day to day to day. I'm just trying to get there. Good news, great joy for me? Man, there's not room enough in this story for me. There's not room enough for me in this story. My life's hard. It's not easy. My life's challenging. I don't know what it's going to look like next week or next month. I, I just... Good news and great joy, I just don't see it. But maybe if you saw it in a bigger picture than just the context of your moment. But maybe if you saw it in a bigger story, a a story that's bigger than yours, but a story that your story can be a part of. Maybe if you saw Christmas fresh with eyes for the first time. Maybe if you heard the story without any of the distractions and the clutter and the nonsense that we got to deal with nowadays, maybe if you heard it fresh and you caught the big story, it would help you find purpose and meaning and you would end up experiencing joy and peace, realizing that this is for you, whoever you are. Whatever life looks like, whatever labels you wear, whatever challenges you face, this is for you. You see, the greatest story ever has room enough for you in it. Don't get lost in your own context. Don't get lost trying to write your own story when your story can be a part of something so much bigger. And that's what Christmas is all about. You don't believe me? Check this out. God sent his son to Bethlehem. You want to visit Bethlehem right now? You better take some security. Like, it's, it's a nice place and all, but it's a disaster. Like, it's a little spot in the middle of nowhere. A forgotten town if it wasn't for this baby in a manger. It was, it was like the towns we grew up in, the towns we live in and love and call home. Bethlehem was off the map, the middle of nowhere. God dropped Jesus, he was born in Bethlehem. There wasn't even room for him in the inn. And God saw fit to give us his great gift, this Jesus in a stable. I'm so grateful that the innkeeper gave room enough. He didn't give a lot of room, he didn't understand. What the context of this story, how it was going to play out and change the entire world. He didn't understand how many people would find hope from his stable. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a stable. And three times this reading mentioned a manger, a feeding trough. They laid him in a manger. That would have made sense to the shepherds. They would have understood that and they would have been like, who in the world would lay a baby in a manger? That's where our sheep eat. Like, that doesn't make any sense to us. But God saw fit to send his son to earth to be among us and with us. You see, he's with you. You feel like your story doesn't fit. Your context is pretty bad. feel like you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to go feel like you don't belong, like maybe you're not good enough, like you're not respected enough, like you don't have enough clout. Maybe you feel like you're not, you're not somebody that anybody would care for. You're not somebody that anybody would love. God sent his son to Bethlehem in a stable, in a manger, so that there's nobody that can say this story isn't for me. No, there's not room enough for me in this story, Girl, if, there's a, if there's a baby Jesus in a manger, in the middle of a stable, in this town called Bethlehem, there's room enough for you wherever you're watching this. You're watching it in an apartment. You're watching it on the street. You're watching it with no place to go. You got no heat. You got no money. You got no family. You're watching it all alone. You feel like you're in a room full of people, but you're still all alone. Like there's room enough for you. In this story, that's why it plays in this beautiful nativity scene, right? You got this little stable, some hay, some goats, some donkeys maybe, sheep. I don't know why I said goats. They could be there too. Some sheep, right? A little angel on the top. Because this is a story that's for you. God made sure that your story could be found in the greatest story ever. Don't, don't believe me? Like that's not enough? The only invitation that goes out in this passage, the only hand-delivered invitation by an angel to a person besides Mary and Joseph is to shepherds. I mean, they were the outcasts of the outcasts. They couldn't testify in court. In their social structure, nobody even paid attention to them. They looked down on them. They thought they were thieves and shady people. They they were the nobodies of the nobodies, the outcasts of the outcasts. And these are the people that God sends the angels to deliver the message of the birth of Jesus. Hey, it's an invitation to a party. That you belong at because there's room enough for your moment. There's room enough for the context you're trying to create. There's room enough for your story to be a part of the bigger story. There's room enough for you. This baby in a manger would be with us. He's called Emmanuel. God with us. And God us sent to us so that we could have great joy experience peace with God and peace in our souls because his favor rests on us because he loves us this baby in a manger would go through life and go to a cross on behalf of us and would leave an empty tomb so that we could have hope no matter who we are you gotta catch the context Because when you do, you can never say, it's not me. You can never say, nobody loves me. You can never say, I don't have meaning and purpose. You can never say, I'm too lost or too far gone. You can never say, I'm too broken. You can never say, there's no future for me. You can never say, not me, because God invites you. To have your story be found in his story. The greatest story ever. Man, there's room enough for you this Christmas. Let's not lose it in the familiarity of the story. Let's not lose it in the clutter and the beauty and all the fun things that we celebrate of the story. Let's not try to write our own context when our context can be something so much greater. I hope you find your story in a manger today with some smelly animals gathered all around. I hope you can take some moment to think to think and reflect on this baby in a manger, on what Jesus means for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for Jesus. What a Beautiful gift. Maybe there's some people watching this that haven't really allowed their story to be found in the greater context. It's found in the greater context through faith and through accepting this Jesus and his story for us personally man if you're watching it why not like why not just say god i want my story to be defined by my faith in jesus i want my context to be redefined by you i've lost the meaning and purpose but i'm giving you my heart and my life thank you for the rest of us and what a great time for us to reflect we're so thankful jesus we're so thankful for you That this story, this moment, was just the beginning of the greatest story ever. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Breaking through the silence, with glory in the highest, the hope of all creation, resting in his mother's arms. A song on the horizon, ringing through the heavens, the long awaited Savior. Come to set the captives free Come to set the captives free Come set us free forgiveness and if you need freedom yeah he's where you find it oh if you need freedom yeah he's where you find it yeah he's where you find you need freedom yeah he's where you find it oh if you need freedom yeah he's where you find it
2: See mm-hmm.
0: at Grace Free Church to you wherever you're watching this. We want you to know that we love you way more importantly. God loves you too. Merry Christmas.